Andrew Bolpros here. Well, the JC Jackson uh, saga has come to an end. We have traded him to the New England Patriots. Yes, you heard me right, the New England Patriots. We traded him back this morning. Guys, let's get into it. Bulbros. Okay, folks, always like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content. Andrew Bulbros. Again, find us on Instagrams, all the above. We're everywhere on social media. So, man of the hour, JC Jackson. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a saga of just, I just, I don't know, craziness. So, what, what did we get? What did they get? Uh, we are trading uh, JC Jackson. We are getting a six round pick in 2025. We're essentially swapping the six round pick from the Patriots. We're giving them a seventh round pick in 2025. So we're just swapping positions. Again, remember JC Jackson signed an $82.5 million deal with the Chargers. That's why I've also been kind of hesitant on these big deals with players from other teams, especially the Patriots. They've never really worked out well. Remember, guys, this year there's $9.3 million left in salary for 2023 and also a ton of money left in 2024. So I'm seeing very conflicting numbers on this. Popper says that we're saving around $7.4 million in 2023. How true that is, I don't know, because I'm hearing that we're not saving any money, maybe $1.5 million. I don't know. Either way, there's some money going back and forth. We'll see how that plays out, but they're working on that. Uh, Moving forward, we'll probably have more of an information on that a little later on. But bottom line, we're eating a lot of money that we've paid this man. Has not done very well. Um, and essentially, the Patriots are getting a player for next to nothing, right? Now, again, J.C. Jackson had 25 interceptions with the Patriots. <laughs> very good. All these arrest warrants started coming out. We, we healthy scratch two weeks in a row. We went two games. What happened? J.C. wants to play. He's confused. Why am I not playing? I don't understand. Look, there's a lot to, to be said. Now, I will say this. It's interesting. I read this article with ESPN looking back. Uh, this probably should have been a pretty big red flag. And I know Brandon Staley got enamored with bringing him over, making him be, basically become, you know, a, a Jalen Ramsey that he had at the Rams. Uh, again, this is why it really matters to have a guy like this, right? So this is really what he's doing. He's a cover four side, press man coverage. This is him. This is this is where he lives and dies and breathes, right? Problem is, he wasn't really doing that. He was kind of moving all over the field. You, you, you watch the Miami game. He was still running his guys all over the field. He wasn't keeping the integrity of the defense, right? And so there was a lot of things that he was doing wrong. But there's some interesting statistics that I read in this article that talked a little bit about J.C. Jackson and how, you know, really there was some red flags before he came over. Uh, one of the things was that he posted double-digit negative EPA allowed numbers in 2028, 1920, 20, and 21, meaning he's giving up a lot of yardage, right? That consistency was impressive given the variation of the cornerback play from year to year. So he was kind of all over the map. So he was giving up big plays, but he didn't really show consistent ability to produce in retrospect, you know, slowing down a specific wide receiver. Um Again, gave a lot of average yards per play in both 2020 and 2021. So the numbers were getting worse and worse. Well, we saw that with the Chargers. He was giving up a lot of yards. But what he was trying to do is get interceptions. So he became this Mr. INT. Hey, I'm going after interceptions. That's all I care about. You saw that with his play with the Chargers. Every time I saw him play, I'm like, man, this guy's definitely looking to just try to get interceptions. I go back to when they had nine seconds left on the, on the play clock with Miami and that one penalty where he ripped into the ground again, he was 
essentially tackled him, passed interference call, and kicked a field goal. We lost the game. The thing I saw about that was you could tell he was clearly going for the interception. Then once it wasn't there, he just tackled his man, right? And I thought, man, that's just a boneheaded way of playing. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? He just did not play well. He didn't play into the system. But again, um, a big part of that was he just cared about interception, didn't care about team defense. And that's really where I think Brandon Staley and him completely parted ways. That was it. We were done. We needed to move on. Okay, so now that he's gone uh, and it's it's tough, right? Again, whether or not we're paying a ton of money, I do think we're going to be paying a lot of money. I'm seeing we're going to be paying a good chunk of cash, right? We're $30 million over the salary cap next year. And a big part of that is this man right here. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We'll probably have a little recap on this uh, probably on Saturday or Sunday. But so it means this man right here, number 33, Dean Leonard, is going to be moved up the depth chart. He's a cornerback. Brandon Silly really loves him. Derwin James said last or maybe two weeks ago, he said that that uh, Dean Leonard is actually one of the fastest guys on the team. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He's definitely going to be moving up the depth chart, which is a good thing. I started thinking a lot about, well, who else could we go after? I was talking to James and Kyle. James really likes this man right here, Bryce Callahan. He is still available in free agency. Now, again, you can say, well, Andrew, he's not a you know, he's not a wide cornerback. You're correct. He's more of a slot guy. But I think if there is another injury, let's say one of our other corners get hurt, Callahan might be someone they could go get very cheaply. Again, he's not a tall guy. He's five foot nine, 180, injury prone. You could probably pick him up at any given moment. And he could step in. Again, he was with us last year. He did very well with us last year. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Um, look, this is a really interesting conversation across the board, right? It's not just the fact that J.C. Jackson didn't work out. It was also that Brandon Staley was so enamored with getting him in here, he did not work out well in his system. Clearly, Brandon Staley became very enamored with him and thinking he could be a Jalen Ramsey. He's not a Jalen Ramsey. He's just not that guy. But secondarily, you know, was it a coaching issue? Did he just not listen to the coaches? There's a lot of different things you could say. Now, now again, I've said this and I've said this many times over. This was a Brand Staley hire, not a Tom Telesco hire. I promise you Tom Telesco did not say we need to get J.C. Jackson. He went out and paid for him and got him because he's the guy that has to sign off on him financially. But Tom Telesco at least did a good enough job to deal him off and save some money to the salary cap. So it'll be interesting to see how much we save next year, yada, yada, because the numbers are a little bit all over the map. So we'll have to recap where we sit on the salary cap this week. But guys, lots to discuss. Clearly, this coaching staff feels it's a better move for us to just cut, you know, cut bait, move on. What do you guys think? I know this is an interesting topic. I've already been talking to quite a few folks on the post that we have here on YouTube. A lot to discuss. We'll continue giving you more information as always, but I'm Andrew Bolpros. See you guys in the next one. What up, guys? James from Bolpros. Chargers sign Isang Bassey to the squad. Let's talk a little bit more about it, guys. Let's get it, Bolpros. Let's go. I'm Deion Henley. You watching the Bo Bros podcast? Let's do it!
So we release, well, I shouldn't say we release, we traded off JC Jackson, talked a little bit about possibly getting in a guy like Bryce Callahan. And what do we do? We ended up going to a saying Bassey who got released from the Broncos earlier in the week. So interesting move all around. Um, interesting to be able to see we go that direction. Now, what does that tell me? Well, we're going with a very much a youth movement at this point. I know Bryce Callahan is a little bit more up there in age. I think he's like 32 now. Still had a very, very productive season for us. Actually led our team in interceptions uh, with three last season. Knows the system, but hey, here, we're, here we are. Uh, we decided to go to the cheaper route with you saying Bassey. More of a youthful legs, uh, more, more of a guy that could grow within the system. Has been in the system with the Chargers already. And, um, you know, here we are. So in that corn, corn, corresponding move, the team waved defensive lineman Chris, Christopher Hinton, too. So basically he comes back to return to L.A. where he ended the 2021 season with us. Um, you know, undrafted free agent out of Wake Forest. Did have a 440 of, or excuse me, a 40 time of 446. So he's got some speed all around. I think all around, it's just adding a guy that kind of fits more for the system. If you look at a lot of his highlights, too, and what I looked at, he seems like a guy that can play a little bit more off coverage and have a good knack to be able to attack the ball um, being off coverage. So who knows? We'll see where he ends up going. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of guys moving up and down in our depth chart. But since he has familiarity of being in the system already, this move does kind of make sense. And also, once again, he is a younger guy to go with versus Bryce Callahan. I mean, he is currently, I think, 25 years old right now. So, hey, he's not bad. Now, I'll say this, too. Like, it's not like he's had a huge amount of time on field. 2020 was his big year. He had three games started, did get one pick, um, you know, a couple pass defenses, two pass defenses. He had a combined of 23 tackles, 21 solo, two assists. Um, so, outside of that, it's kind of just been – every now and then that he's had some time on the field uh, in when he was with the Chargers, he only got one tackle uh, solo tackle. And that was it back in 2021, nothing with the Broncos. Oh, excuse me. He had one tackle also too, uh, as a total of two throughout this entire season for him there. But 2022, he had 15 tackles, uh, 10 solo, five assists, one tackle for a loss. So nothing too crazy and two pass defense this year. With the Broncos, that as after he got waived, he's got one game start, and he had eight combined tackles, five solo, three assists, and that's it. So very much a youth movement on this point. Now, what does this mean for the Chargers? Well, I think what we're doing is we're seeing the youth movement really truly coming through. Going back to the uh, preseason and and you know the offseason, trying to do all these signings, we didn't sign Kyle Van Noy, which he talked about charges want to go on a youth movement. So this is what we're doing right now. We're starting to go into this youth movement. Um, you know, Tom Telesco, they talked a lot about, you know, being coupon Tom and everything too, but you know, Hey, look, we don't have a whole heck of a lot of money next year. We're going to have to find gaps to be able to fill guys, fill up positions that of need and guys that could fit in the system for us. So it's saying Bassey is the guy that we're going with. I did actually look at, uh, PFF, just to kind of see what rankings look like. If you want to look at those, we'll just pull them up real quick. You know, with the thing about PFF, it's very subjective at the same side. You know, we we kind of like them, but then you kind of don't like them because it seems like guys that didn't play well got pretty high grades and so on and so forth. So, so far this year, 
Um, five solo tackles, 11 targets, allowed 11 receptions. Not good. He has 100% catch rate for his defender. 43.3 is his overall grade at this point, 2022. 10 solo tackles, 23 targets, allowed 14 catches, 58.8. So he did not look too bad in 2022, 2021. You know, it's really not too much that you can really say on that because it's literally one solo tackle, didn't have much field time at all. And then 2020, when he had his biggest year, he had one interception, 20 total tackles, did allow 24 out of 28 targets for an overall grade of 50.8. So, it's kind of one of those things where we kind of really just decided to go with the youth movement kind of situation. A guy that has been in Brandon Staley's, um, you know, defense, also Vic Fangio's defense too. So there's familiarity there. So it could be kind of a plug and play situation for us. But bottom line, guys, we're going on a youth movement here. So that's where we're at as a team all around. And this is where we're going to be moving towards the future. So Either which way, guys, just want to be able to record this video real quick about the signing for Isang Bassi. What's your thoughts? Once again, leave comments below. We love talking to you guys and responding to you guys. And once again, if you have not subscribed to our channel, please subscribe to our channel and also give a like to this video. Once again, guys, this is James from Bolt Bros. Let's go.